Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it is still afternoon here, and we are live from uh, Watkins Glen International. Good to have your company wherever you are joining us around the world. Bit of bonus coverage for you. Coming up on to the pit lane now in front of us in uh, an afternoon that is still very pleasant. Looks like we might be having, as me, the old mum would have said, God rest her soul, she would have said, oh, this looks like it might be the best of the day you're having here. It's uh, the sun just pouring through again. Temperature's very pleasant. 22 Celsius in the air. That's 72 Fahrenheit. And a toasty 39 Celsius on the track. That's one or two uh, Fahrenheit scale. And coming up then, the first time we've seen the Michelin Pilot Challenge cars. They're back together again after the Singleton GS run out of Detroit. We'll be talking that and one or two changes on the entry list. It's all live for free practice one Michelin Pilot Challenge here on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Let's see if we can check in with Shea Adam down in the pit lane, who is joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Shay. I'm surrounded by some beautiful race cars, and unfortunately right now they're all Lamborghinis because they are in the long tech line waiting to go through and get checked after that second practice session. But I have seen a couple of cars Worthy of note, the number one car that we should be paying attention to is the Roadshagger Racing Audi, the number 61. It is back. They missed the last round of the championship after winning at Sebring International Raceway. But the car, it has evolved. It is the new version of the RS3. Still the same gearbox as we were expecting, so the DSG. But it is nice to see a brand new dark blue Audi RS3. You do know how I have a soft spot for those cars. And the other car, well... The Vandersher Racing, that would be the Aston Martin. It suffered a accident at Detroit, I'll be diplomatic through all of this, uh, where it was involved with a, an incident from the Turner Motorsports BMW. That has resulted in Robert McGinnis being placed on a four-race probation for any IMSA race uh, which he participates. But that car for Vandersher, it has different quarter panels on both sides of the car, still the doors that we know and love. So I need to get down to their pit box and find out if indeed it is a brand new chassis. Thank you, Shep. Shep Adam down in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw joins me. John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Nice to have your company this afternoon, uh, Jeremy. And, well, some already following up some stories. First thing we've got to say, I wasn't sure whether GS on its own would work. I wasn't sure whether the new, G, the new racetrack at Detroit would work. But we had a heck of a good race a couple of weekends ago. 
fantastic race, wasn't it? Yeah, really exciting. There was a one caution period. It was just a one caution period. Unfortunately, it was fairly lengthy as a result of a, uh, a big crash at the end of the back straight midway through the race, immediately after pit stops. It was the outlap for uh, Robert McGuinness. And, uh, but other than that, yeah, it was, re it was really exciting and a, a tremendous win there for Daniel Morad and Bryce Ward in the Windward Racing Mercedes. Their first win uh, together and first win for, for both of those two guys in the uh, Pilot Challenge Series. So, yeah, it's, it's been a, a really interesting season so far. I mean, there's only the, the only th there's two teams that have had two podium finishes in the, cha in the first four races of the championship. Uh, one of them is the second position team of Stephen McLear and Eric Filgueras. They've had two second place finishes each of the last two races. Uh, and then Bryce Ward and Daniel Morad, they had the win at Detroit. They also had a third place in the previous round at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. So they've been on a charge uh, lately uh, and uh, got themselves up at the top 10 in the overall points battle. And there's really, you know, pretty much every team, Jonathan, had at least one disappointing race result mm. out of the four, first four races of the 10 race season but championship leaders coming to this weekend where we'll reach the halfway point in the season are Kenny Marillo and Christian Shimjak in the Marillo racing Mercedes car number 72 they've had a win uh, a fourth a seventh and a an 18th so it, it's you know they've had one disappointing result and consequently they lead by only 100 points over Stephen McAleer and Eric Filgueras. So we have our first one-hour practice, and it will be both of the classes out together. A very healthy 13 TCR cars, including, once again, some new or new-ish cars. The new BMWs are the G82s, the F82s, the previous version. And also, uh, we have got some FK7 TCR Honda Civics, but we've got some, and we have a, I know we have two, don't yeah, we? Two yeah, yeah. FL5 TCRs. So K to L in the same way as the PMWs go from F to G. The further you get through the alphabet, the, uh, the further you get through the alphabet, the newer the cars are effectively. Yeah, that's right. And uh, a tremendous performance first time out for the uh, FL uh, version Five for Matt Pombo and Ryan Eversley uh, for the, the third race in a row. I.e., all three races for TCR. They had four races in GS. They've got one from Detroit, just three for TCR. Matt Pombo has been on pole position for all three of them. Two with the older FK7, and then four some out at Laguna. He was on pole in the FL5. He uh, finished in third position. He had Ryan Eversley, so that was their best result of the season. The championship is being led, though, by Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins, who share one of the Brian Hurd Autosport uh, Hyundai Elantras. They've had two-thirds to start the season at Daytona Sebring, followed by the win last time out at Wellington Raceway to Gunasega. So a tremendous start to the season for Mason Philippi and uh, Mark Wilkins. They are driving the number eight car for Brian Hurd Autosport. Let's head down to Shay in the pit lane, who has our latest winner. Uh, and congratulations to Bryce Ward and to Winwood Racing. Uh, Shay and I both very, very disappointed that uh, 
Bryce managed to uh, take a victory when we weren't there to talk about it, Shay. That's the first thing I said to him, John, was how dare you win your first race when we can't be there to celebrate with you. So come on, Bryce, did the champagne from the top step taste just a little bit sweeter? It, it, it was amazing. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I've been on the podium a couple of times, but that one was a really, really special one. Daniel did an amazing job, and the crew did a fantastic job. We had the, one of the fastest pit stops out there and put us in a perfect position, and to win that was just amazing. You've won races as a team owner before. What was it like to win it as a driver? You know, I think you probably saw me standing on the pit wall. You know, when you're leading the race with 30 minutes to go, you just can't wait for it to finish. And when you're in third place with 30 minutes to go, you hope you've got another 30 minutes. And it's just crazy. I mean, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Coming now into Watkins Glen, there's still more than half the season remaining. So a championship hunt isn't out of the question. But what is the goal of this weekend? You know, I mean, honestly, it's be, we had a really great test here and uh, I feel really comfortable in the car. And, you know, if I can just qualify in the top 10, you know, I think we really have a great chance of being on the podium again. And I think if we can get a podium again and just keep putting points on the board, you know, towards the end of the season, I think we'll be right there. Interesting. So now that you've won a race, your focus has shifted towards better performance and qualifying, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I really should have had a better performance at uh, Detroit, but we actually put a new set of brakes on and I just slowed the car down way too much and, uh, you know, I just didn't qualify well. And it was probably a good place to start because I was a little quicker than the guys behind me and the guys ahead of me were a little quicker. And so I had a stress-free race and, and really that's what I'm looking for this time as well, a really stress-free race. Well, congratulations, my friend. Race winner in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's got a good ring to it. Uh, hang on, no, Shea. Yep. Uh, uh, ask him, is he still retiring? Because every time I talk to him, he's about to hang his <laughs> blinking helmet up. John wants to know if you're still retiring, because every time he talks to you, you say you're going to hang up the helmet. <laughs> John, I'll let you know at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Very That'll good. Be a no, I hope. Yeah, yeah I hope it's a no. He's driving beautifully. I mean, he's a bit hard on himself today. Look, he qualified 11th. Uh, at uh, Detroit on the street circuit. That's a pretty stout effort. He was 10th on the grid at Vertec Raceway Livia to take Look, in these, in these stout fields of well over 20 cars, uh, qualifying around about the top 10, which he said that's his goal for this weekend, that's a really good effort. I mean, it really is. Don't don't put yourself down there, Bryce. You did a really nice job. And, uh, he, you know, he turned good, consistent laps in the race, had that car in the position for uh, Daniel Murray to take it over, as you say, as he said, also a you know, great pit stop by that team, and uh, and Daniel did the rest. But it was a, it was an exciting race, and and great to be racing back on the streets, the downtown streets of Detroit, uh, and the first time there for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. First, actually, it was the first street race for the Pilot Challenge since Tri Riviere, you know, over a decade ago. So, and I think it, all around it was a, it was a very successful event. Early laps, just a couple of laps competed by the leaders. First, first lap times begin to uh, to come in. There's only, only a, a dozen or so people have set a lap time so far. It's uh, Eric Foss who goes to the top. He's driving one of the Murillo rating Mercedes. It's his teammate, number 72 car, leads the championship. But Eric Foss and Jeff Mosing uh, share the number 56 car. And talking to Eric this morning, he said that Jeff's already told him Jeff Moser told me he won't be back in this championship next season. 
Jeff going to concentrate on the Porsche Carrera Cup North America, so that leaves Eric Foss as a free agent, uh, and he's had a lot of success in this championship over the years. To get collectively, they had mm. a lot of success, so it'll be a uh, certainly. Yeah, he's very disappointed to, to lose his opportunity here, but he's hoping that another opportunity will crop up for him to continue in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Jeremy Sean, John Heindorf in the broadcast centre. Shea Adam down along the pit lane. And we'll get back to Shea in a moment. Let's take a look at some times. Stephen Cabra Racing's BMW topping the times. The top six are GS cars, which is where you would sort of expect them to be. The best of 155.839 for Gregory Leofug. Now, what's the lap records, Jeremy? He's already gone for that piece of paper. He knew exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, the, the race lap record was set back in 2019, actually, by Devin Jones at a 154.0. Fastest lap last year was Trent Hinman at a 55.1. So already three laps in the books were within three quarters of a second of that. The qualifying lap record, however, well, actually was a little bit slower than Devin Jones. 154.2 is a qualifying lap record. That was set in 2021 by Kuna Whitmer, Whitmer in a McLaren, a 154.240. Pole position last year was Eric Filgaris in the RS1 Porsche at a 154.499. So just about a second away from that in the very early stages of this one-hour session. It's been the first of two hour-long practice sessions for the Mission Pilot Challenge before practice uh, excuse me, before official qualifying tomorrow afternoon and then the uh, two-hour race on Saturday. So uh, TCR, by the way, Matt Pombo, is the best of the front-wheel drive cars. 12th position overall, 158.510 last time around for the new... Civic FL5 TCR, that's LA Honda World Racing. And Robbie Foley goes to the top in the GS category. Yeah, by 0. 0.004. 155.460 for Robbie Foley in the Turnamos Sport BMW to the 155.464 for Gregory Leofuge in the Stephen Cameron Racing. BMW. The BMW is showing prodigious straight line speed, certainly in some other GT4 series. That car was sitting in the garage, Shea's just mentioned uh, to me, uh, over the uh, the talkback. Shea, that was the 37 car that you were mentioned there, top of the shop at the moment. What were they doing earlier on then? Uh, it was sitting in the garage, it was up on the hijacks, and they were warming it up, but everyone else was already rolled out to the pit lane, so I was a bit curious as to why it would have been such a delay for that car to get out here to play with everyone else. Thank you, Shit. Bit of bonus coverage for you for the final track action of the day here from Thursday. Michelin Challenge, Mission Pilot Challenge. Tomorrow starts pretty early if you're around the area. We're up at just before 8 o'clock in the morning with qualifying for Mazda, then qualifying for Porsche, then two Lamborghini qualifying, then the second practice for this championship, the Pilot Challenge, that's at 10 past 10. Early lunch from 10 past 11 till 
before we have our first race of the weekend. And that is the first of two MX5 races, 45 minutes, 12.20 green flag. So if you're corner worker, you're not going to get much break there, are you? And we'll have that for you live in sound and vision, of course, on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. All free, no blocks, no bricks. And going through the rest of the afternoon, Porsche race at 1.25. First of the Super Trofeo races at 2.25. And then we have qualifying for this championship from just after 3.30. And then we see the WeatherTech cars for the first time. They'll close out tomorrow with an hour and a half of action. First time we'll have seen the GTPs here. Yeah. And can't wait. No, I think this track will suit them massively. I'm expecting, even though they are very early on in their development, I am expecting to see lap record pace through this weekend. So that is at... 4.30 here, that is half nine in the UK, half ten in Europe for an hour and a half, finish at six o'clock local time sounds like a decent Friday night in with a maybe a takeaway meal of your choice and uh, a cup of tea or something stronger if you're a little further afield and then of course we've got Super Saturday and lots of qualifying, lots of racing and then the sale and six hours of the Glen is Sunday's main event with a warm-up session in the morning and then the full six hours live. And if you're in the UK, remember, you'll be able to watch that on Viaplay Extra, one of our new syndications. Comes as part of the Sky Package. No extra uh, requirement for subscription. You've got the Sky Sports Package, you'll get that. And that includes our commentary right the way through the full six hours. Or you can watch it on IMSA TV or IMSA Radio's video page if you can't manage to wrest the TV away from the, tele from the family on a Sunday night. And we understand all about that. Into the pit lane for the number 56. That is in fifth position for Eric Foss at the moment. The Murillo Racing Orange... Mercedes, the very bright, shiny orange Mercedes. And as he comes in, Robert McGuinness goes across the start finish line yeah. under that and suspended sentence, as you said, Jeremy. Yeah, McGuinness, uh, he was he, he caused that uh, huge accident at uh, Detroit where on, he, on his outlap he left his braking too late at the end of that three quarters of a mile made straight away and cannoned into the back of and over the top of the van der Stur racing Aston Martin ended up perched on the tyre barrier, selected first gear, drove away uh, and drove it around to the pits. Unfortunately, there were all sorts of fluids mm. leaking from that car and it was, it was, it was more a result of the fact that he drove a, a badly damaged car back to the pits and, well, kept ensured there was about a half an hour of yellow while, the, while all the mess was cleaned up. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what ended in the probation more than the incident in the first place but he was quickest briefly in this session but now being bumped down to fifth place a great lap for Billy Johnson in the uh, Aston Martin 
advantage to, to Archangel Motorsports car number 88. 154.340 for Billy Johnson. That's quick. Sixth position for uh, Stephen Cameron Racing in the pits. Eric Foss, we've mentioned. Billy Johnson comes in the pits as well. Time to head there with Shea Adam, who has Cameron Lawrence. Cameron, continuing on this theme of interviews from Detroit carrying over, congrats on your first poll at the Michelin Pilot Challenge. How good does it feel to have gotten that out of the way and now know that you can be a starting or a finishing driver and be equally effective at both? Thanks. Yeah, I think that was kind of Don Salama's plan the whole time for a track position for us. But, but yeah, we're kind of going back and forth. Robert wants to gain some experiencing finishing races. So that was a uh, – but I think Detroit, like I said, was Don's plan the whole time. But – to be the first pole winner at Detroit at the new downtown around the Renaissance Center was uh, definitely a really cool experience. It's something to get to look back at and always be the first one to win the pole there. And just being GS, being the the real, the big show for IMSA that weekend and kind of carrying that banner, uh, it had a whole different feel to it. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And coming now to Watkins Glen, this is a place where Turner's had a lot of success, both in GTD and in GS. The last two GS races, both victories for Turner Motorsport. So coming in here, that's got to be the right push momentum that you guys need. Yeah, definitely. That doesn't hurt. You know, uh, same thing. I went back and watched the last couple of years races, and, you know, you notice that, and it's like, okay, it puts a little pressure on your shoulders to perform because they have, like you said, back-to-back -back years. So, yeah, it's definitely gives you uh, kind of some good energy going into the weekend. These guys know what it takes to win here. They've done it. Uh, but it goes back even to 2015 in the Viper with Riley when we uh, won here as well. So, yeah, so I've got some good luck here. These guys do too. Hopefully, like you said, it's just what we need to kind of get our season kind of back on track and get going in the right direction. That was going to be my next question. Front engine car, you've got experience winning here in those. Now, the GT4 is a lot different to the GT3, but how much has the GT4 evolved to put it on an equal-ish level with the Viper that you won here in 2015? Yeah, I mean, that was the last year. 2015 was the last year before it really became GT3. So we didn't even have the ABS and TC that the cars do now. So... Uh, I mean, that's a bit nicer. It just makes the cars easier to drive at this level for us. You know, I, I don't care either way, you know, with all the Trans Am experience and other cars. But having that's really nice. But the cars, the tire, the Michelin tire, these, you know, the tire that we get to run now is amazing. Every time you get to come back to the series and these cars and hop on a Michelin, it's just uh, it's just exciting. It gets you excited. You know you're going to have good performance. Uh, really, the blending of the acceleration and cornering the tire gives you is, especially at a place like this, it's so high speed, is what you need. So, it really gives you such a good balance and feel here in these cars on Michelin's. It's a, uh, yeah, this is just a cool place to come. It gets you excited. Well, if history is anything to say, it'll be a Turner Motorsport BMW that wins the GS race this weekend. So good luck making sure it's yours. Yeah, thanks. We'll do our best. Chair Adam from down there in the pits, just opposite us here. A gaggle of cars coming in. That includes Turner Motorsports 95, Robert McGinnis. Uh, looks like Gregory uh, Leafy has just gone out, actually. Kenny Marillo in. Elliot Skier for Norla Sports Porsche in. We're missing Spencer Pompelli and Luca Mars somewhere. And I'm not sure where that is. Andrew Nobayer as well. Luca Mars has made it back to the pits. Uh, so that takes that one out. Uh, Chris Miller as well is showing us stopped. We'll give the. As is John Morley. Uh, I think these are just guys coming slowly into the pit lane. Um, well, Morley's only, he's not completed a lap yet. Is he out on the track somewhere? We'll get Shay to go and look at the the new uh, the new car for no, Road Chicken. It's directly Chicken. in front of us. Oh, it's there, is it? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I think we're having a problem with the pit lane entry timing loop yeah. is, is, is what I'm guessing because these are all people who come into the pit and yep. the timing system, if it loses them for a little while, it assumes that they've stopped and they haven't, they're all before the start-finish line as well. So they haven't, in some way, shape or form, tripped the pit lane entry line. That would be my guess here. Yep. Uh, I am not a timing expert, I should hasten to add. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But I'm just looking at where they all are and all of those cars that I was just mentioning are yeah. all right in front of us. They are. And there goes number 61 car across start-finish line. Now shows us P for in the pits, so you're exactly right. The... The MIA McLaren, me and McLaren, car number 69, that's, its pit stall is about, what, four or five yards before the start-finish line. That is shown that currently is stopped on the racetrack as well, so I think you're absolutely right. So we're down to 41 minutes remaining, so almost a third of the way through this one-hour first practice session of the weekend for Michelin Pilot Challenge. Billy Johnson still at the top for Archangel Motorsports. Aston Martin Vantage, 154.340. Really good lap for, uh, for Billy, who is uh, uh, the most uh, successful, by some metrics at least, uh, drives in this championship. 23 wins to his name, same as Matt Plum. Uh, both those two, they, they scored more wins than anybody else. Third best on the all-time list is Bill Oberlin on 20. Most podiums, however, Billy Johnson has that by one over Matt Plum. 50 to 49, scored that 50th podium in the final race of last season at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. So Billy Johnson hasn't been a regular in this championship now for several years, uh, primarily because he was a Ford factory driver for a few yes. years. I so wasn't eligible as a platinum-rated driver, but now he's been... Uh, put back to being gold status so he can race now uh, in this uh, championship uh, driving with a, uh, a bronze racer driver which is uh, Todd Coleman who's also driving this weekend made his debut making his debut this weekend in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo so uh, Todd Coleman getting uh, plenty of experience over the last couple of years and broadening his horizons and Billy Johnson driving with him this weekend at Archangel Aston Martin, really good luck for Billy, 154.340. Scott Andrews just got, got within 27 thousandths of a second in the Mercedes, that's kind of a 27 for Lone Star Racing. Then it's the best of BMWs, Robbie Foley set the time for Turner Motorsports, number 96 BMW, and the 154.7. He's been in the pits already and handed that car over to Vin Barletta, who will presumably drive the remainder of the session. Daniel Morad, the race-winning car from Detroit, car number 57 for Winwood Racing, another Mercedes, 154.9. And rounding out the top five is Robert McGuinness in the Turner Sport BMW, car number 95. So the two Turner Sport BMWs in the top five. Then it's another different mark, the Rebel Rock Racing Chevrolet, car number 71, Robin Liddell, a 155.1 in sixth place. Best of the Porsches down in tenth at the moment. Eric Filgueras, a 155.9 for the Floridian in car number 28. That's the RS1 Porsche 718 GT4 RSCS. Mouthful, isn't it? Should we 
could have come up with better than that, couldn't they? Mm. Fastest in TCR is the Van der Stur Racing Hyundai Elantra, car number 91. Tyler Maxson leads away in TCR with a 156.6. And that compares very favourably to last year's pole position, which was 56.9. The lap record, qualifying lap record for TCR set in 2021 by Robert Noaker at a 156.0. But a good lap there for Tyler Maxson, the quickest in TCR by... Well, half a tenth of a second over Chris Miller in the JDC Miller Motorsports Audi car number 17. So Hyundai, Audi, then the Alpha of Roy Block in third position in TCR, car number five. Share with an update. What was the car number, Share? Be the 64, Team TGM, Aston Martin. We haven't seen it during this session. We might not see it during this oh. session. They're having issues trying to get it to turn on. Uh, so the Aston Martin people are currently back with TGM in the garage doing everything they can. But fans of TGM shouldn't fret because they did just test here a couple weeks ago and got a lot of laps during that. So this session, even though they're losing it, might not be the worst thing in the world. Also in the pits, having not completed a, f- a full lap, is Alfredo Nadri in the Arve Motorsports Toyota GR Super GT4 Evo, car number 40. That car's in the pits directly in front of us. I thought I saw it. I thought I saw it on a track right at the beginning of the session, but it's shown as having not completed a lap or even any second times. So maybe it went out and came back in. A couple of penalties for track limits in turn one. Lap time invalidated for kind of a 10 and kind of a 59. Kind of a 10 is the uh, one of the uh, Rockwell Auto Development TCR Audis, Preston Brown, 59 is Luca Mars in the core motorsports Ford Mustang in the 16th position. Jeremy Short with me, John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre and we have got just over half an hour remaining, 36 minutes let's call it. Not quite got all the GSs and all the TCRs together but this is so far I'm looking around for something to knock on wood with. It's going to have to be my head. Uh, Jeremy offers his head as well. Thank you. Yes, very good. It has been a clean session. And, uh, see if I'm going to palmer it. Lovely to see 35 cars and uh, a couple of... It was 61. Right. Yeah, lovely to see the full complement of TCR cars here, 13 it's really been a tremendous category and looking forward to their reciprocal race where they get their own race, that's going to be at Lime Rock and it couldn't be a better track for TCRs than there, wonder if we might see even one or two more also good to see a couple of bronze cup entries that we haven't always had 09 Automatic Racing Aston um, with uh, Rob Eklund and Rahman Abdul-Vahabi and the second is uh, Stephen Verger and Drew Neubar, the NV Autosport Ford Mustang um, they're the two bronze entries bronze cup entries as I said, we haven't always had people in that somewhat surprisingly 
and I thought that may have attracted a few more. Yeah. Uh, bronze, bronze. Yeah, there haven't been Driving any in the last two rounds. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Gary Ferreira and Chris Wilson, they, I think they crashed at well, it race really good to take us, so took part in practice, but didn't qualify or race. Didn't see them at Detroit, unfortunately, nor here either. So, um, and they were the only entrant at, at Sebring. We had, we had uh, four cars, well, five cars entered for the opening round of the championship, but um, uh, only four took part in the race. And at least we got two here, as you say, this weekend because uh, Stephen Vider. Andrew Neuboyer back for the first time since Daytona. Welcome back to them. Yeah, absolutely right. This, of course, for the first time in the substantive Seal and six-hour weekend. This is a two-hour race. We have had a two-hour race for Pilot Challenge here before. It was when we had the back-to-back -back race weekends when we couldn't go north of the border. So that would have been 21. And we had a two-hour uh, race for Michelin Pilot Challenge. The, the second of the four-hour race, uh, races uh, that we normally have, there's two longer-distance races. One has traditionally been at the season opener on the road course at Daytona, where we're there for the Rolex. Uh, and the second is also on a road and oval road course. And that will be at the Battle of the Bricks, the IMSA Battle on the Bricks, later on in the year at Indianapolis, when the Pilot Challenge will be the feature Saturday night race. Yes, you heard that right. Into the evening, and under some lights that have been put up by the Speedway and the Penske organisation. And added to that the excitement of for the first time I believe campers being allowed on the infield of Indianapolis Motor Speedway first time for a, certainly for a motor racing event so make your plans for that and if you are going to go down there as we've lost the number 99 Aston Martin down at the outer loop we'll keep our ears and eyes peeled uh, 99 Honda excuse me the and in fact that has brought out a red flag so I'll finish my thought if you are thinking about going down to IMSA's Battle of, on the Bricks uh, in September then uh, make sure that you leave time to go and have a couple of hours at least in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum fortunate enough to have a look around there and if you were listening earlier on you might have heard our inside story on that. Thank you to Jay Doug Balls, who um, was, who's the man at the head of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the facility uh, president, effectively. And uh, not usually, they don't usually allow uh, recording devices in there. However, we were set up and allowed to roam around given free access and uh, that little 40 minute programme is available on uh, imsaradio.com and radiolabon.com and we'll play it again this weekend at some stage here on RS2 the home of IMSA Radio across the world of course uh, this weekend as we always are 
And it's XM202 for the Hall of the Six Hours of the Sealands, Six Hours of the Glen on Sunday, if you are so equipped. Shea Adam uh, has taken the opportunity of a red flag to go and find another interview. A worthy interview in this one. Uh, Stephen Blackwood, two times a winner in this race at this track. So you come back here with RS1, Porsche. Eric Fogaris put the car on pole last year. You guys finished second. But a couple years ago, you won this race with Patrick Gallagher and RS1 and a Porsche. So what is it that just seems to work for this team, this car, this track? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. You drivers have good tracks and bad tracks. And this, this track has certainly been good to me. Uh, I've got two races this weekend, once in Michelin Pilot Challenge and, and once in WeatherTech. Uh, just out for first practice here in the Porsche. Uh, we got our work cut out this weekend. We uh, we didn't have the the pace at Detroit to some of the other manufacturers, and uh, it's showing up even more right now. We're the highest Porsche currently, and we're 1.7 seconds off the pace. So we got a little bit of work to do. Um, the RS1 guys are great. Like the car is actually driving really well. So when they ask, uh, "Can you find 1.7?" I'm hoping they're saying tenths, and it turns out to be seconds. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. You know, the, the weather could obviously change that all up as well. It may rain, which would, I think, at this point help us. But Eric's doing a great job. Car's good. Got my lovely wife, Michelle, with me, hanging out with me. It's all good. Got the brownie points for that one. Uh, you come into this race weekend, all of a sudden, second in points. When we left Daytona, you were 30th. So how in the world have you clawed back to within 100 points of the championship lead? You know, this championship is, is so tough. There's so many good pairings. There's so many good cars that... The Daytona race did hurt us with the DNF uh, because of how many cars started the opening race. And, you know, we've just been consistent. We're P6 at Sebring, and then we had a second at Laguna and then a second at Detroit. Uh, this is going to be a little harder to sneak on the podium this weekend, I think. But it's all about consistency. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of new cars up front right now in practice. Uh, they're more than welcome to steal the points from the, from the other cars we're racing. So, yeah, it's about consistency. You know, I think uh, if we get lucky this, this week, we'll, we'll be okay. But uh, we'll just keep running around and, and gather as many points as we can. Is this one of maybe, I'll say two tracks, because Road America is a very similar situation. You could have rain on race day. You're likely to have rain on race day because this is the Glen. Does that make you then more inclined to run and practice or even qualifying if you don't have to necessarily, but because you want the experience of rain? Uh, definitely this weekend. I mean, it, it, it's going to rain tomorrow. There's no question about it. It's when it rains, and, uh, you know, we certainly hope that we do get a wet practice session because it's uh, highly possible that it rains for the race. Uh, and I think, uh, again, that'll close the gap, and this, this Porsche is extremely good in the rain. So we, uh, we'll be much closer. If it rains, I would expect to see almost every car out there running around trying to, trying to gain laps and experience. Since we're still under red flag, I'll ask you another question, because you've got many, many hats on this weekend. You said two-and-a-half rolls, but you're, in effect, uh, what, two-and-a-half pit boxes from your other car, the McCombie McLaren number 13 Ford Mustang. I've asked you before if you and Chad talk about working together, and on certain races it does seem more viable. But when you come here, both of you have won here in the past. Both of you have won here together in the past. How much more does that make you want to beat the other car when it comes down for the final step on the podium? You know, in all honesty, that you know those guys have had a tough season. They've had a lot of pace. They've just had you know silly little things happen during the races, and uh, I'm laughing. We're looking at the practice right now. I think Chad and me are next to each other, 10th and 11th. So it's po highly possible that could happen. But I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely hoping for those guys to get a good result. They've been working hard. Jensen Altsman's been doing a great job as well. And uh, the result's coming for them. They just need to run around. Uh, there's a good chance they could get it here. The Mustang seems to be pretty good. Um, obviously, rain changes everything, as we mentioned. But, no, I, I am certainly not racing that car. I'm not, not willing to, to run into it by accident. I'm quite happy for them to do their thing, and we'll do our own thing as well. Well, good luck this weekend, Stephen, both here in uh, the IMSA 
Series, where you're going to be in a P3 car and in uh, MX-5. Thanks, Celestia. Yeah, it should be fun. MLT, uh, we'll do a little practice uh, driver change tomorrow, and then we'll get out for official WeatherTech practice. So we had a good test here a few weeks ago, really fast car. So I'm, I'm excited to drive that with Jason Rabin and, and Pinky. That screeching you're hearing in the background, John, that's the sound of the 99 VGRT Honda. It's come back on the end of a tow rope. Uh, it's protesting ever so slightly, <laughs> but all four of the wheels are pointed in the right direction. And maybe a little bit of brake lock on it. Maybe that was the squeaking I was hearing. But the good news is the car should run again. Looking at the car. Thank you, Cher. Uh, and Stephen. Uh, looking at the car, it looks pristine in the... So I can't still quite get used to it being black and white and not having any uh, red on it. Um, which is sort of put me, uh, sort of puts me off, just a little bit in terms of my identification. Which car? The number ninety-nine, the Victor Gonzalez Racing Team. Ah. In behind the wall, right opposite us, behind the red pickup truck, and it's coming on the end of a rope, which is still, the tow rope is still very tight Trying indeed. Change of luck again. Yeah. Turns had a couple of changes in livery over the last couple of years. Trying to turn things around. Uh, green flag, as you can probably hear from the car noise behind us, as cars move out from their pit boxes, and uh, Nick Leuchmans is the first out in the Rockwell Autosport Development RS3. He will lead them out in that number. Where's he gone? Should have been him anyway. I saw change over the 15 car. That was the car that I was trying to find out. Who else was early out of the box? 98, Mason Felipe. And with 25 minutes to go, Jeremy, in this first session, and a potential of a bit of weather tomorrow, um, I would think that everybody will want to get a few dry laps in here. Yep, but uh, and as Stephen was saying, he's kind of. I hope I think that uh, tomorrow's session perhaps is in the less hospitable position. I'd be quite happy for it to be wet in case it's re raining on Saturday, so they have some experience going into the race. But yeah, right now, I mean, conditions are really, really nice right now. It's, it's uh, yeah, so mainly cloudy sky, I suppose, but certainly plenty, yeah, a reasonable amount of blue around, and it's nice, comfortable temperature. and all in all, pretty darn good. And that car has been. Was it, was it number? Which car was it? Was off the road. At 99. And, uh, yeah, 99. Yep. As you say, that car brought back to the pits, and um, is still behind the wall. Is it or is it? Where's it gone? It's, it it was. Oh. The yeah, it's uh, it's potted back to the. Uh, it was helped. Uh, back the pipe. No, actually, yeah. I've just seen it moving under its own steam, and it's turned right into its garage, which is okay. in the the block right opposite us. Okay. Um, so, towed into the pit lane, but Fifth. then has gone under its own steam. Okay, well, that's that's, that's good. Uh, that's the, uh, the the older shape Honda Civic, the FK7, fifth fifth quite quickest in this session for Carl Whitmer, 156.995 for him. Compared to the 156.665, only three tenths of a second off the fastest time in TCR, which is Tyler Maxson in the Van der Stur Racing Hyundai number 91. So it's now uh, four different. Well, there are four different manufacturers in TCR. They're now 
each of the four manufacturers represented amongst the top four. It's the Hyundai fastest. Then Tyler Maxim, 156.6, 156.7 for Mikey Taylor in the Audi car number 17. Uh, Ryan Eversley jumped up in the third position in the newer FL5 Honda Civic. That's car number 37 for the LA Honda, uh, LA Honda World team. Also at 56.7. And then at a 56.8 is Roy Block in the Alfa Romeo, car number 5. So all four manufacturers there separated by yeah, less than well, just around about two tenths of a second in front of the field just 0 0.027 separates the number 88 Aston Martin Vantage GT4 of Archangel Motorsports are driven at the moment by Todd Coleman it was Billy, Billy Johnson who set the time and in second position as I say, just 0 0.027 seconds behind a Lone Star Racing Mercedes car number 27. It was the Miami-based Australian Scott Andrews who set the time, and Anton Diaz Pereira, who is gaining some seat time for the first time today at the moment in car number 27. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf with you for this uh, Thursday afternoon into evening session for the Michelin Pilots Challenge. This is free practice one at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch. Keep an eye on the socials as well. Thank you for all the kind words from those of you in Europe and further afield. Jerry Z listening in. Dave Alcock listening in. Jerry down in Florida if I remember rightly. normally comes up here I'm not sure if he's going to be able to make it up this weekend but he'll be tuned in I know lots of envision uh, world feed TV as well for you here in the US as well as the international audience including of course the qualifying for WeatherTech which is tomorrow check that which is Saturday Sorry, wishing my life away there. And if you're here in the US, in fact in North America, XM202 for the Seal and Six Hour of the Glen on Sunday. No, uh, no ad breaks, no interruptions, all the way through. Just uh, straight through. Cars coming across the line, turn at number 95. BMW, Cameron Lawrence in the G82. That's the relatively new shape or newer shape. And yeah, as that one for this year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It uh, yes, 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 for the yes. for the, the GT4 it was the GT3 yeah. last year. BMW have been uh, very busy with not only the two. GT cars updated in the last couple of three seasons but also of course the prototype which we'll see tomorrow. Shea Adam has been to the garage area and can tell us what Shea? Well let's start with the car that caused the red flag. That would be the 99 VGRT Honda. This is the older spec one. 
Carl Whitmer felt a very strange vibration, which is why he brought the car to a stop out on the course. They towed it back in. They put it in the garage, put it up on the air jacks, went through the gears, didn't see anything on the telemetry, didn't see anything that the mechanics didn't like. They're being overly cautious. This is the car that they are running all year in this series and in another one. So they didn't want to risk anything if they didn't have to, but they said their car is a rocket ship and they are sure that it will be good when they get back out on track either today or tomorrow for practice. The other car that's currently occupying its spot in the garage, is the number 64, Team TGM Aston Martin, they turned it on. Yay! New battery, new ECU, <laughs> new steering wheel, new everything. Uh, not entirely sure what it was that worked, but Owen Trinkler was putting in his earplugs, cleaning off his glasses, and getting ready to put the crash helmet on. So he will be bringing the car to the track here soon. Not entirely sure what the problem was, but they said, as long as we fixed it, that's what matters. That's exactly what matters. Um, the worry is that, of course, it recurs. Yeah. Is the Arve Motorsports uh, Toyota back in the paddock as well? Sure, that's the other car that uh, hasn't completed lap. It was on pit lane, but isn't I any saw, longer. I saw it earlier. Yes, I did see the Supra. Sure, any yeah. news? Uh, it is not in the garage, and it is oh. not in the pit lane. So maybe it's out on the track with a faulty transponder. Yeah, that's a good that's point. A, that is a very well good point. Uh, could well be because I, I, I certainly thought I saw it out earlier in the session before it was sitting on pit lane. Well, there seem to be more transponder problems these days uh, than have been for a while. They get more information as well, though, in fairness. Uh, has Ted Giovannis turned a lap in the 64 car? No, we, uh, that was the car that she was just talking about. They, oh, they, yes. they fired it up. Sorry. They it should be out it. soon, I think. Shouldn't yes, it? absolutely. Affirmative, she How long have we got to go? Uh, We've got 16 minutes. minutes so yeah. We had a few laps. If they can get it out. What a lovely evening this is turning into. Yeah, beautiful. Isn't it? Really is nice. Track temperature, remarkably, is still rising. 106 Fahrenheit is 41 Celsius. And, and this is this is just constant, gentle sunshine. It hasn't been beating down in a, in a desert styly at all. Um Interestingly, uh, a little bit of a haze. There's the road shagger Audi back onto the pit lane, kind of a 61. Uh, yes, absolutely. See, uh, that's the new. Uh, uh, it's a sequential car, but it's not, is it? It's a, that's the new RS3, isn't it? Yes, it is. Running for the first time. Here comes the number 64 car out of the garage area, down the pit lane. So, uh, as Shay told us a few moments ago, it'll be Owen Trinker at the wheel of that car for some laps at the end of the session. I'm sure they'll try to get uh, a couple of laps in for Owen, get a benchmark, and then send out Ted for a few laps to, to round out his day. Still not signed number. Oh, there it is. 14 cars in the pit lane now. So, uh, Arve Motorsports Tourist. Shona's not completing a lap, but I think Shea's absolutely right. I think it would be a transponder on that car because it's just come into the pits. Shay, can you open your mic for me? There, there you are. Yes. Excellent. You've been restored to health in a different place on my board. Oh. Yeah. I, I, 
we, we've been moving you around between uh, between me and Charlotte and BSI, but you didn't know and, that. And I move around a lot too, well, so exactly. that's got to complicate things. Exactly. No, that's that's perfect. You're back where um, I expect you to be, which is lovely. Um, so so that RV car has just come into the pit, yes. as we said, right yep. in front of us. And me. And you. Are you there? I'm very, very close to it, as a matter of fact. Uh, Tiago Camilo has just gotten out, and they are putting Alfredo Nagery behind the wheel with the seat insert going in first. Gave it three fuel containers, so this is definitely nothing close to what it'll be like in qualifying for Alfredo, but a long run pace, perhaps, with, uh, what, 14 minutes to go in this? Uh, yeah, about that. So they're giving him uh, tires that have been used a little bit and full fuel. Meaning this is start of the race practice for Alfredo. Okay. I see. Thank you, Shep. Couple of improvements, not massive improvements. So Eric Filgueras shaved off a little bit of time in the RS1 Porsche number 28, but still 11th fastest. Overall, we heard from Eric's co-driver, Stephen McAleer, a little while ago. car just doesn't seem to be on the pace of the others at, at the moment, which is odd because some of the tracks certainly very fast at Daytona, but uh, struggled a little bit the last couple of events. Although we said that uh, Eric Fulgo has qualified second, both at uh, World Tech Race, Radio Gunsaker and Detroit. There not been any major balance of performance changes since then just curious and on the there's a car that Steve McAleer put on the pole for the uh, opening race of the season at Daytona. Uh, 88 Archangel Aston Martin Vantage GT4 at the top of the charts. 154.340 the time set by Billy Johnson. Pretty early in the session, just four laps in. 16 laps completed now by that car with just under 12 minutes remaining in his first of two practice sessions prior to qualifying. Also improvement there for Christian Shimsh... Um, no, that was a little while ago, by uh, Christian Shimshak in column 72, but that car is now back out on track. The second of the Murillo racing Mercedes, number 56 and 72. Shimshak in the number 72 car. He scored a, a massively popular first win for himself and Kenny Murillo at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Pretty much a home race for that team. They're based in uh, Central California. So uh, a brilliant drive by well, both drivers, particularly Christian Schimzak and the closing stages to secure that first win. A long overdue, too. So coming down the last 10 minutes of track action today, Watkins Glen International, thank you very much for being with us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed what we've been able to offer you kick things off early doors tomorrow set the alarm early and grab a cup of decent coffee 8 o'clock for MX5 
don't want to miss that as usual it'll be absolutely quality and that is their qualifying session for a fast and furious 20 minutes that kicks off fast Friday they're qualifying for Porsche Carrera Cup after that at 8.35 and then Lamborghini Super Trofeo have their two qualifying sessions from 9.20 and into the afternoon after the Michelin Challenge we start racing that's all on Fast Friday that's tomorrow here live on IMSA Radio and of course here at the track Scott Andrews is down in the pit lane with Shea Adam Scott, the Mercedes, particularly the Lone Star Racing Mercedes, has been super quick this year. You guys just have gotten such bad luck toward the end of races. But Watkins Glen, this is a track that you've done well at in the past. How do you bring the good luck to the team? Yeah, obviously, like you said, the Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG GT4 has just been flying all year. Um, we really hit the ground running with AJ Peterson and the whole team. Um, uh, you know, after last year having a strong end to the year, uh, running the Mercedes here also. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Watkins Glen. Um, hopefully we shake a little bit of this bad luck off. Uh, like you said, we've been really quick. We just haven't had the luck. Um, so, yeah, let's see what this weekend brings us. When you think quick and then you see rain on the forecast, does that make you a little bit, oh, because you know that the speed is there in the dry? Uh, makes me excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of the wet. Yeah, I love the wet. So if it rains, I'm pretty happy. Um, hopefully my co-driver likes the wet too. I don't think he does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the wet. So rain, rain or dry, I think we'll have a strong package. Um, and, uh, you know, we, unfortunately Anton didn't have enough time to test uh, before we came here. So kind of off the back foot, but came out pretty strong. Currently... Uh, obviously P2 by like nothing so that's nice nice to roll out in a car that we didn't test and know that we're pretty close um, and it's just a real credit to the team really. Well in the last two races have been won by Mercedes at tracks where people didn't really test a lot so you feeling like maybe you can carry that momentum forward and be another Mercedes to get a win this year? Yeah unfortunately not on Mercedes um, but yeah no the Mercedes has been it's, it's always a really strong package uh, wherever you go it's just such a nice car to drive um, and especially for the AMs, the amateurs, like, like my teammate Anton, he loves driving the Mercedes. Um, it really gives him like a nice comfortable feel. Not comfortable, you're, you're never really comfortable out there. You're <laughs> flying off curbs at 180 k's an hour, but, uh, but it's more comfortable him for, compared to other cars that he's driven in the past. So, you know, the Mercedes is always a great platform and uh, yeah, we'll see where we end up. Hopefully we have a, a, a strong run at the end and who knows, we'll see. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. He's a good, he's a good interview, isn't he? Yeah, he good really peddler is. too, isn't he? And very good. He was really unlucky in Detroit. He was just just trapped behind the safety car at the uh, at the restart uh, in the final stage of the race when he was he was the quickest quickest guy on track. Did he set fastest lap in the end? Uh, yes, he did for the second race running. He set fastest lap, uh, but both times he was a lap down in the late stages was uh, Scott Andrews but uh, yeah, he, you know, he charged past he got back onto the lead lap and p pulled away a little bit from the leaders but there was no other caution period to get himself back into contention so I had to be uh, had to settle for an 18th place finish which is certainly not where they, uh, where they deserved to be no I think you're right as I you said a good uh, tie up there with uh, 
Lone Star Racing and AJ Peterson does a really, really nice job on those cars and on that car, I should say. And uh, they've had uh, you know, the fourth place finish this season and those two fastest race laps for Andrews. So it's certainly capable. You're listening to IMSA Radio in the last six minutes of today's action. Thank you very much to Case Cobb back over oh. in London who makes sure we got our bonus coverage to air. Tim Gray set everything up for us yesterday. And of course, as always, to our technical geniuses. Genii? Genii? They're just brilliant. As in Lexus is, 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 is. Yes, indeed so. Low tie. They're just brilliant in what they do. And thanks to Jim Nabty and the team up in Charlotte. And everybody on the ground here as well. Come up to five minutes to go. New fastest time in TCR. It's Mikey Taylor jumps to the top. The uh, South African-born driver, kind of a 17 for... JDC Miller Motorsports, 156.358 for Mikey. I feel a little bit like the lookout on the Titanic here with the binoculars, but I do see a number 61 Simply Vegas uh, Audi, and it is one of the new cars because it's got the reverse swan neck in a sort of more bluey grey colour than we've seen Road Shagger in the past with a white roof. Shea Adam is down there. It's not in the pit lane yet, Shea. But it's, it's on the end of a tour rope coming down to it. But I, I think they've realised that they're not going to have time to get it into the pit lane. Uh, which car is that? The Road Shagger 61. Ah, yes. They are having new car problems. Uh, you know how <laughs> I, I walked by the car and I said, ah, new car smell. Just taking a whip as Gavin Ernstone was sitting in the cockpit. The steering wheel, it's still it's shiny. I mean, it hasn't even worn down yet. And uh, Trevor, who runs the team, said, yes, and new car teething issues as well. So they are going through the run of the mill right now, uh, trying to break in their brand new baby. It's being towed back to them. It's really annoying because, I mean, they've had the car for a while. It's not the elected not to use it. Exactly right. It's the first time they've raced it, uh, but uh, they've they've, had it from, I think it had actually been four Daytona. Um, But uh, they reckon it wasn't race ready there. But uh, yeah, that's uh, disappointing to finally bring the car out, having, having skipped the last race following the, the big crash that uh, befell the team at, uh, at, at Sebring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, um, it was hero to zero, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, because it was, it was win, win at Daytona, get yeah. the watches, yeah. and then crash at Sebring. Um, except they don't get any watches for TCR. Yeah. Another improvement there for Eric Filgaris. A 155-1 then, so within eight just over eight tenths of a second off the fastest time so he's halved the gap that he had earlier on in this session number 28 car seventh fastest now at the moment 155.1 getting that the uh, fastest time of the session set by billy johnson at 154.340 archangel motorsport aston martin calendar 88 so it's still in tcr it's still audi uh, hyundai honda alpha the top four manufacturers top four cars all different manufacturers but now with Taylor jumping to the top they're slightly different order and that 56.3 by the way is significantly quicker than anybody managed last year in a TCR car the fastest uh, qualifying lap last year was a 56.9 the fastest race lap 
was by John Morley at a 57.4. Um, I think we've now got eight of the TCR cars are faster than that fastest lap set last year. And the uh, qualifying lap record was set back in 21 by Robert Noaker at 156 points. Last two minutes. I tell you what, there's still quite a lot of people out there, isn't yeah. there? There's only a couple of three cars. Obviously, people have had problems, but pretty much everyone else. In fact, half a dozen cars have just gone out to go and get one lap and maybe a flyer. Yeah, but a couple of penalties there. Number 15 car, number 17 car pit lane speed violation. Number 19 car penalty, they ran over an air hose. Oh, uh, ran over hose, tool, part, person. Oops, I hope it wasn't a person in their own or other pit box or drive through penalty for number 19. They're languishing down the order. That's the car, of course, that was... Not sure whether it is the same car, but it was involved in that huge wreck at Detroit. It's a car that Austin McCusker did a super job with in qualifying at World Tech Raceway Laguna Seca, his first ever pole position. And they were running well in uh, in Detroit, qualified fourth there in the hands of Austin McCusker. Uh, excuse me, in the hands of Rory Vandersteer before that uh, big wreck at the halfway point. And a couple of improvements there for Jesse Lazare, 13th fastest in the lone McLaren, kind of a 69, a 155.8, so one and a half seconds away from the fastest time. Most laps completed in this session would be 27 that's wow. the LA Honda World new Civic FL5 kind of a 37 third fastest in the session with Ryan Overs here not sure I've seen Matt Pumber driving that car this session actually Ryan's just uh, he, he said his best lap on that 26 out of 27 156.720 check a flag Flies. No takers yet. Where is everybody? <laughs> It'll be the number 46 <laughs> Matt Plum Team TGM car that comes through. Oh, it's the 09 that went yeah. through first. Rob Eckland, Automatic Racing. And yeah, improvement on the final lap as well for Rob. Well, yeah, well, yes, good. Here comes the Team TGM Aston. Goes through and uh, no improvement there, but very close to 55 233 for Matt and he did a 55.535 it's very tight little clumps of cars Jeremy so a top two separated by 0.027 of a second between Archangel Motorsports Aston and the Lone Star Racing Mercedes then there's a three tenths gap then there's a couple of tenths a couple of tenths then a third of a tenth and a half of a tenth and a half of a tenth between Cameron Lawrence, Robert Liddell, Eric Figueras, and Matt Plum. Little clumps of cars. Yeah. You've got to, you know, I know people hate us talking about BOP, and we try not to, but we don't have to in this series because it works so well. Simple as. Certainly tends to. We've seen, you know, we've, this season uh, in the, uh, the four races we've had, two races, one by Mercedes, one, for, one by Ford and one by BMW. 
pole positions have been shared by Porsche, two for BMW and one for Aston Martin. So uh, yeah, they've shared, shared things around fairly equitably amongst those different manufacturers. We've had what, six of the eight manufacturers have had a pole, pos- uh, excuse me, a, a podium finish out of the opening four races. So that's not too bad, is it? Not too shabby, yeah. Mr. Shaw. Quick thoughts about uh, what we've seen generally today. First proper day of running here at Watkins Glen International. One or two, one or two problems for one or two cars. And yeah, nothing too serious though, I don't think. Uh, a, a few little incidents out, out on track, but by and large it's been a relatively clean day. And, and uh, I think you know, a lot of people have got a lot of track time in. Uh, everybody in this session, even the number 64 Team TGM car that was... Had some was in the garage for a goodly portion of the session, uh, has completed seven laps, and Ted and uh, uh, Owen Trigger got himself just outside the top ten. Thirteenth, he ended up with an improvement right at the end for Jesse Lazare and uh, Eric Foss actually on that on that checkered flag lap to both get themselves inside the top ten. That's number fifty-six for Foss, number sixty-nine for Lazare. So, good day all around, and really excited, John, about what's coming up this weekend. And just to follow up with the Road Checker Racing Audi, it was a teething issue of sorts. They had to do an update when they got here, as uh, IMSA made them do, and it seems to have made the electronics less than happy uh, because Gavin Ernstone was out around the track and he looked down at his, where normally it would be a speedometer, it was just a big yellow box. So (laughs) (laughs) he didn't know if he turned the ABS off or not. Uh, What he was doing on the steering wheel made no difference. They towed the car back in. All the Audi guys are looking at it now. The Road Checker Racing crew said, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day, and it's going to rain. You know what? That That is typical, Shea, of how complicated racing yeah. cars are. We were talking about this at, I think it was the Nürburgring, where standard operational procedure um, is turn it off and turn it on, and then take the steering wheel off and turn it off and turn it on and put the steering back on again because there's so much being controlled by that that if things aren't talking to each other properly, um, then, then it can all go a bit awry. Thank you, Cher. Cher Adam Down finishing the day off in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw's been with me, John Hindor, pretty much all of the day as well. And thank you to all of our techs, both here on site and back up at Charlotte. It is a new day tomorrow. It's a busy day tomorrow, all the way from 8 o'clock till 6 o'clock in the evening. And we'll have it all for you live here on IMSA Radio. Whatever you're doing for the rest of your Thursday evening, a little later in the evening at uh, almost a quarter to ten in the UK, quarter to eleven in Europe, enjoy it. And make sure you put some time aside to join us for Fast Friday live on IMSA Radio from Watkins Glen International tomorrow from 8 o'clock Eastern Summer Time. See you then. Good night. God bless. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.